So when you think of like drugs, you either think of like one of two things. You either think of like Tylenol or ibuprofen, or you may think of like cocaine or heroin. So we're, we're going to do a little deep dive into the two cents of Wyatt Searle and his perspective and research, his own personal research on these drugs and the effects. And what would really help society is more research and just destigmatizing things that need to be destigmatized. So a class one drug is what you would classify as heroin or cocaine. And I think marijuana is a class one drug, but I think it they're in the process of moving it down into class two or class three because the definition of a class one drug is that there's a high probability for abuse and no medicinal benefits. So there's been research on marijuana providing a very good and uh, research benefits regarding symptoms that they're treating with marijuana. And like cocaine definitely can be widely abused because if you look at the research that's been done on cocaine, you can see that initially their dopamine rev levels rise up and skyrocket within the first like um, short period of time that they use the drug. And then after that, when they come down, their dopamine levels drop below their normal levels of dopamine. So they're, they build up this dependence towards the drug, such as any other drugs like methamphetamine does it. And there's one drug in particular that I kind of want to talk about to structure my own articulate thoughts on the situation. And that is a drug that is classified as a class one drug. And that is psilocybin, which is commonly known as magic mushrooms or magic truffles, or whichever one that you want to want to put it in, in the box of. So we have few research on this subject, but the research that has been done has seen tremendous results, positively, positive consequences in total from using this drug. And I, I will give a, a warning that that in one case, that if you have a predisposition to psychosis, then you probably don't want to take any sort of uh, psychoactive drug. Like even like a strong coffee dose could probably bring on um, your psychotic disorder or even a bad breakup or some sort of traumatic experience. And I think it's, it's wrong to classify um, something harmful to a person just because that they have a psychotic break that they were already predisposed to. Like any uh, any intense experience will bring on that psychotic break. doesn't mean that it's going to be relevant relevant to 99% of the general public. Like And that 1% who does have psychosis in the general public probably has an inclination that they know that they already have psychosis and are probably already being treated for it. Like it's generally hereditary. And I think by the age of 18, you should you should know whether or not you have psychosis. But I guess some people don't. And if you want to go out and experiment with these intense experiences, then you should probably get a genetic testing done to see whether or not you were predisposed. But all the information that I'm talking about should be 
um, accepted for people who don't and aren't predisposed to psychosis because the benefits definitely outweigh the cons of this this compound, which is found in cubensis called psilocybin. All right, and I, I guess we're just going to run through a few of these studies that I know of regarding um, psilocybin. So uh, the first study that I know of is a study done by rats, and they injected the rats with this neurotoxin that's pretty much deformed their um, cognitive functions. And they, they were going through this maze experiment. Initially, the normal rats um, quickly found a path to the food that this experiment was trying to get at. And they found the most efficient way to get to the piece of food. And then once they injected the neurotoxicity into the, into the rats or mice, they had much worse cognitive function and had a harder time and slower time trying to find the food. And then they were given um, psilocybin. And the psilocybin produced dramatic positive effects in the, in the rice and, bat and, and rats. And they were almost back to 100% neurocognitive function. So neurogenesis definitely took place. And there's this second study that I kind of want to talk about is that, or there's actually three, three big ones. That one was the first one. The second one is there was a study <laughs> that dealt with cancer patients dealing with depression and anxiety and fear of mortality. They were given psilocybin, which is really weird because how was that passed by, it, it blows my mind that that was passed by a, a, a scientific committee. But regardless, it was study was done, and I think like eighty percent or something around there, maybe like seventy percent of people who had this experience at a moderate dose of psilocybin and had the mystical experience um, encountered less depression, less anxiety, less fear of mortality after after taking this this drug. And they're much positive, much more positive. Had um, a happier and po more positive attitude towards their condition, which I think is incredible. And all these can be searched online. Like I'm not making this up. And if you want to test my research, just look it up for yourself online. And the third one is super interesting. So this third third study had to deal with addiction. So they put a group of smokers who were addicted to cigarettes and gave them psilocybin. And 85% had a secession to smoking. 85% stopped smoking and were not addicted to smoking over a six-month period of time. And like I think it's super interesting to note that generally with these harmful drugs that are put in the Class 1 scheduled drugs, Usually people who abuse those have a um, spiral towards going into the wrong direction. So maybe they'll lose their job and they'll get disowned by their family and friends. Um, they might even become homeless. So there's just this downward trending spiral into negativity and just bad emotion. And now on the other hand, psilocybin, still class one scheduled drug, 
has a completely opposite effect. So the hundreds of thousands of people who have tried this using like microdosing or a medium dose, um, they have positive experiences. So usually any drugs that they're currently on, they stop taking because they're bad for them and they pretty much get their life together and have a much more positive um, and effective life. Like even people who, who are like overweight, demotivated to work out, demotivated to eat healthy, um, start microdosing or take a moderate dose and they get their life together and they start working out. There, there was this one experience where this guy, he was, he was at a restaurant and he, he actually had an inclination to get a salad wherein if he wasn't microdosing or had this experience, he would rather go for like a hamburger and fries, but he wanted, he physically wanted the salad. So I think it's interesting that there's such a positive consequence to this drug. And I don't know, there's coders in Silicon Valley who microdose using psilocybin to improve their cognitive functions so that they can be more effective in their job. I think we really have to, um, we have to deconstruct as a society and as a culture that this compound is really harmful for you. Because there, there's been much research and there aren't really any, there actually aren't any long-term side effects if you don't have psychosis or are predisposed to psychosis. And maybe if you overdo it, you'll definitely have a, a negative experience, but it probably won't last. And maybe some sort of traumatic experience if you're really holding back um, and really resisting it, then I guess maybe that is a side effect. But there isn't any chemical tra- changes other than like things that are seen positively. There are any negative long-term chemical changes in the brain, which is what other drugs do. And there's even like some weird um, accounts of people who have like stuttering problems and they take like a medium dose and their stuttering issues like go away after that one time use. Like their stuttering problems are much better. And this is for uh, a few reasons. One is that when like stuttering, that that pattern develops when you're like seven or eight months into the womb and then your neurons don't develop properly so once you have this experience new neurons are generated and neurogenesis happens which allows your speech patterns to be much better so this can definitely be used in people who have serious stuttering problems and i don't I, i honestly don't know why like pharmaceutical companies have not been putting out like psilocybin drugs in regards to people who have stuttering issues like this is a huge medical breakthrough that we already know of like i'm not the first person to like figure this out because i'm not a scientist i have just looked at the research and um experiences that have been happened in regards to using this drug and yeah generally if you have like a medium to high dose you'll have a pretty extreme um mystical experience that some say that can't be differentiated from reality. So, I don't know, that's, that, that leans on the more extreme side of things, but definitely microdosing doesn't 
um, have these profound mystical experience effects. And generally, they can be really distracting to like work performance if they're at a high dose, which is why like coders, coders want to be effective in their job. So they take low doses that improve cog cognitive function. And I was, I was watching one of Joe Rogan's podcasts where he has Paul Stements, who is a mycologist, mycologist, yeah, I think that's how you say it. And he said that you want to take a low, really a microdose, low dose of psilocybin. You want to mix it with a, a like 200 milligram dose of lion's mane. And I could be getting all these numbers wrong, actually. So don't even, don't even trust me. And like 200 milligrams of niacin, which is vitamin D3. And that would be a powerful nootropic, which could help you with your mood, with your cognitive function. So definitely like if you're a college student trying to focus on things instead of like Adderall, you would probably want to lean towards this nootropic which doesn't have any bad side effects and and I don't know yeah I think it would be it'd be profound if like some drug company would actually legalize something like this and just like anything else like people may think that it will be abused and definitely it wouldn't be because like you don't want to be constantly taking a high dose of psilocybin because it's not necessarily like the most enjoyable experience, but it is a meaningful experience. It's like you don't want to have you don't want to witness a ch like one of your child like children being born every single day. Like that would be just very taxing on your body. It's like a similar experience in what most people um, account for, or like being married. You don't want like something like that to happen happen every day, so this drug isn't being abused because it's not addictive. Plus, you don't want to go overboard with it because the higher the dose, the more chance for a bad experience to happen, which can be a meaningful experience um, for yourself uh, mentally, but it's probably not a pleasant experience, and definitely not something that people would want to abuse. Just like taking like high doses of ibuprofen or Tylenol, you're not going to be going around popping 12 pills of Tylenol. Like that just doesn't seem like a logical um, experience for you. <laughs> like like it, it can happen. You can go to the over-the-counter pharmacy and buy a pill of Tylenol and take 12, and there'll be really negative consequences probably much more negative consequences in that case than a high dose of psilocybin. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend that. That would be a bad decision. So like this drug has to be treated with respect and just carefulness. Like you want, you want to give respect to the compounds um, that will give you these benef beneficial like performance results. And definitely if like we had this mentality shift and as a society we gave everyone like a like a dose of psilocybin, I think that would change culture entirely. That would change society entirely. We would be much more empathetic to each other. We would be much more intelligent and higher performing. 
and even around the entire world like we could just become this superpower of positive people making a real difference in our lives like one thing that's interesting is that people think that like like bio like ai will take over the world and maybe we'll become like one with the cloud and integrate it into like this metal kind of form of technology but in reality maybe it's just like chemicals of psilocybin that we can use to really enhance our cognitive function on a level that we didn't even think was possible for our own benefit we become super happy um just a very productive society in general that's caring and loving and maybe that's the next step maybe it isn't like us being bonded with ai technology but with biological technology that improves ourselves so we improve our own bodily functions and we improve our own mental capacity like there's there's this theory called the stone ape theory which is um the the theory that um primates turning into conscious high performing homo 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 sapiens which we know them today so there was this shift like 2 million to 200,000 years ago where the mental capacity of a primate doubled like their cognitive functions doubled and the theory is the theory of this happening is called the stone ape theory so there's primates who are hunter gatherer hunting tribes and a way that you track an animal is two ways you either track it through their footsteps or their poo so if you know that an animal pooed you know that the animal is probably near that area and in the sahara area which is where a lot of these primates were at the at the time um were probably really hungry and saw that there's these mushrooms growing out of the the poo and they they were psilocybin mushrooms they were these psychoactive mushrooms so they're hungry they take these mushrooms and they have geometric fractal patterns a lot of input is coming in they start understanding things that they can't even comprehend their neuro neurogenesis takes place their fear response decreases their empathy increases and this doesn't happen just one or two times this happens millions of times over hundreds of thousands of years and eventually um the brain adapts and expands and the first homo sapien comes out with a fully functioning consciousness and that's pretty much just the theory the, the basis of the theory that these primates were just taking large amounts of inputs and increasing their mental fac faculties through psilocybin and I think there should be more research on on developing maybe even like a more beneficial um product of this so that in like 20 years we'll have like a drug that allows us to increase our intelligence by like 300 points and our kindness on a whole new level and I don't know that would that would be groundbreaking for society maybe maybe that's the key
Maybe that's the key to improving civilization. Maybe it isn't through policy and legislation. Maybe it's through science and advancements in our own productivity, intelligence, and empathy. I definitely think once more research comes out in like 10 or 20 years and like people start realizing that um, this drug has some very beneficial effects on the brain that no other drug really has that we'll look we'll look back at making it illegalized and having the disrespect of putting it as a scheduled class one drug so it makes it harder to research and much more expensive and not not worth it to pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies to even um put out products with this this compound that we'll look back and be like that was probably our number one mistake as a civilization and as a species that we didn't put more time and effort into developing um, this compound for our own benefits as a, as a society. And you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe, maybe that is the case. And definitely, like anyone who you talk to, they'll probably think you're absolutely insane because... Um, if you talk about this, at least, they'll probably think that definitely they have their own stigmas and their own perceptions that are probably tainted without any scientific backing. And they probably don't even realize how beneficial it actually could be to individuals. Like, honestly, I think people should be microdosing like daily on this stuff. Like everyone, everyone in the world should be taking this daily at at small doses so that it provides a benefit to everyone that'd be incredible for society and we should view it as a vitamin and a nootropic and yeah i don't know so the one way to get these mushrooms because they're currently illegal growing cubensis and psilocybin mushrooms is illegal in the united states at least but the spores, so they have like spore syringes that you can put into like a fertilized soil. And it's not that simple, but you definitely don't want them to be contaminated. Otherwise, like some bacteria can be really harmful to you. But you get like this special batch of, um, I think it's like, so you have like this special compound of like vermilite, brown rice, really clean area uh, a few jars and you really want to be as careful with this as possible because bacteria can be really harmful if it contaminates um, the mushrooms so you can buy these spores these syringe spores they can put into like this specialized jars of vermilites and brown rice and you can pretty much grow your own like in everywhere every state in the united states except for three um, you, you can do this, okay, the three states that you can't do this in are California, Georgia, and Idaho. Any other state, you can do it in. But it is illegal to do this, so I wouldn't be telling people to do this without saying that it's illegal, and definitely may not even be worth the prosecution. But if you don't get caught, you don't get caught, am I right? <laughs> And definitely do your own research. Um, 
do a lot of research actually on the harmful effects, which there's none in my research, which is very extensive, and the beneficial effects. Um, know if you have a predisposition to psychosis before even thinking about attempting something like this and get like a genetic testing done. Everything checks out and you want to take the risk of illegal activity, then you do you. This is a free country. You can do what you want, right? And the benefits will probably outweigh the cons. And yeah, you could just buy spore syringes pour them into your jars and they'll there's like this entire process of how they grow and you really have to keep careful watch over them and yeah after a few weeks you could grow your own mushrooms and it would be fine you could have harvesting mushrooms in like two weeks and it is much cheaper than buying them from a sketchy drug dealer because i would definitely trust myself a lot more than sketchy drug dealers because that just makes logical sense to me and yeah you just but want to be very careful about not contaminating it very 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 careful and yeah suspend your disbelief keep an open mind towards all possibilities and see you later